oh, it's been a long time. It's been a while and I miss it. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I'm here to say for good now to the three people listening. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to Time Out Takes with me, your host, Mayansh. And today we're going to look at something that I have been impatiently looking forward to coming back for several months now. And that is Formula One. Yes, sir. Formula One is back. And today, in fact, when I'm recording this, is race day. Qualifying into last night. And, yeah, uh, long story short, Max Verstappen qualified the Mercedes by nearly half a second. <laughs> yes, that happened. And the all the, all the theories that Mercedes were sandbagging, throughout testing and free practice one, two, three, Q1, Q2, are now um, put to bed to a certain extent. Obviously, we'll have to see in the race today. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a huge grin on my face right now. Uh, and not because I don't like Lewis Hamilton. I actually am a huge fan of Lewis Hamilton. Not, not like per se, but like I really enjoy his his racecraft and his skill, watching him do his best, but it's finally more competitive. And no matter how, and even if Mercedes do end up winning this year, surely it has to be more competitive than the last couple of years, right? Right? Surely. Um, in other exciting news, Ferrari looks to be doing a lot better. They're still very much in the midfield, not back up to scraps with. Mercedes and oh pardon me with Mercedes and Red Bull but they look like they're going to be back up top in the midfield battle fighting for third or fourth uh with the likes of McLaren who look very dangerous McLaren look extremely dangerous they came out and they had extremely quick very quick pace in testing very quick pace in form in free practice one two and they have Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris, who looks to be absolutely lethal this year. Um, I'm not sure if you could tell, but Lando Norris seems to be a slightly different person off track. Um, obviously, I don't know the complete context. You know, maybe something's happening behind the scenes he's not happy with. But I've been seeing this ever since um, the last couple of weeks of the season before with science leaving and every time he was asked about ricardo and now ever since he's been with ricardo in any and all on all the interviews etc it's not the same cheery lando and i understand why you know his rookie season his personality will eventually come back out on top uh and he will return to cheery lando but i think he realizes that this is his time to make a huge step in Formula One and to, to a certain extent remove his reputation for being the the goofy kid on the grid because he no longer is that or he no longer wants to be that and he has a perfect chance to do it here and prove that by outperforming a former race winner and someone who's regarded to be one of the best drivers on the grid in Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, 
And there were so many hopes for, you know, them to be such a fun pairing, have the same bromance, two of the funniest drivers on the grid, two of the drivers I'd like to have the most fun, best personalities, you could argue. It's not the case. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo sees this, and every time he tries to have fun with Lando, he Lando kind of deads it, deads the thing. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a very interesting phenomena that I would love to go to the psychology behind it. Unfortunately, I'm not too too aware of it. I'm sure there's some social psychological theory I can apply to this. Um, and if I ever do, if I ever do stumble upon one or, or figure one out, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to come back on here and, and say it. But yeah, there, there is a, there is a different, there is a slight tension in the air, and I, I have little doubt that it will calm down to a certain extent. But right now, looking at this, there's Daniel Ricardo qualified Lando Norris by half a tenth last night. They're both they qualified six and seven. Pierre Gasly had an incredible, incredible lap um, yesterday to put to put his Alpha Tauri at P five. Yuki Tsunoda didn't get out of Q two, uh, well off the pace there. Um, Mister Q, Mister Saturday, George Russell got out of Q one again, as as he always does. Um, but but yeah, it that. On the McLaren side, I think there's going to be a change and a change for the better. They're clearly a faster car, a more lethal car this year. When Daniel Ricciardo gets the grip, grips, they're better. When Mando Norris, you know, when when they start pushing each other more, it's going to be very fun to watch. I just hope that it doesn't develop into a kind of Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo kind of thing. Um, but it's a slightly different dynamic. But hey, look. I just want to see some good racing, and I don't want to see too much tension up behind the scenes because these two are the they're, they're the most fun personalities on the grid, and I'll see them have some fun. Anyways, looking at the rest, Valtteri Bottas, Valtteri Bottas, he again slightly underperformed, a couple tenths behind Hamilton, and obviously about seven tenths behind Max Verstappen, who put in an absolute blinder of a lap, three purple sectors, Charles Leclerc. Clearly, is more comfortable in Carlos Sainz than the Ferrari, um, and there should be no surprise. But I am very surprised, very not surprised, but very happy, um, excited to see that Carlos Sainz actually felt actually did all right in the Ferrari. He wasn't too far behind Charles Leclerc uh, in the Q two run as well. He he qualified Leclerc by, by a thousand. They're on similar pace. Um, now in the race, let's see how they work. I have no, no little doubt in my mind that Charles Leclerc is, will will outperform uh, Carlos Sainz, and let's see uh, how Carlos Sainz does throughout the season because he's only going to get better. Um, it's it really it'll be very interesting for Ferrari if Carlos Sainz does incredible and uh, kind of ruins their plan to have him on for a year or two and then get Robert Schwartzman in. Because he's also young. He's only 25, 26. Uh, Charles Leclerc is a bit younger, 23. But if Carlos Sainz performs at an extremely high level, then there's no reason for them to get rid of him and get Robert Schwarzman in or any other drivers in the Ferrari Academy. Um, so that's going to be... That's an interesting dynamic. I really hope Carlos Sainz as well. I really enjoy watching him. 
fun personality on the grid as well. Um, although if Ferrari doesn't work out for him, I'm sure he's significantly talented enough driver to figure out um, figure out how to how to get on the uh, get onto another team. Uh, especially now talks stirring up. Maybe 2023, 2024, we're gonna get an 11th team. Anyway, that's a tangent. Now, next up, I think the big storyline is um, Sergio Perez. And I don't want to read too much into this because we know the Red Bull is a very tricky car to drive if you're not if you're not Max Verstappen. And also, he was on the mediums when he didn't make it in. He was only half a half a tenth off getting into Q3, and he went out on the mediums. Um, they maybe were a bit a bit optimistic about how what his pace was. Maybe it wasn't the best of laps. Hey, it's only one lap. You can't judge them too too much, especially on their first run in a new car, and a car that's especially a car that's notorious that that's known to be notoriously difficult to drive if you're not max Verstappen. <laughs> um yeah so let's see how he does in the race i expect a good points finish from sergio perez um he's going to be starting on the alternate strategy although he has used his medium tires on a lap it's not going to be super fresh let's see let's see what let's see what happens uh it's what, what what else? George Russell, I said, made it out, but he made it out. Sebastian Vettel, very unfortunate. Two yellow flags on his lap. Wasn't able to make it out of Q1. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, unfortunate for Seb. He did look like he had the pace. He probably he probably would have made Q3. Um, probably out-qualified Lance Stroll to get in, his teammate to get into Q3. But, hey... He gets to start on the ultimate strategy. Let's see. Let's see what the let's see. Let's see if we can get some vintage Seb. Some Brazil Seb, some Germany Seb. Uh make cutting his way through the field into a points finish. Let's see. Let's see if we can get that tomorrow. Or today, rather. <laughs> uh Esteban Ocon. The Alpine looks a little, a little disappointing. Um not as quick as they seem to be last year, but let's let's wait and see. Alonso did make it into Q3 and uh was up to pace with the ferrari really uh, but esteban alcon didn't have a great rap I, I actually maybe he might have been affected by the yellow flags i'm not too sure he might have been in which case what i said doesn't make any sense <laughs> the house the house yeah the house should really expect nothing this season if they can get any points they should be great I'm very very happy but two rookie drivers one that's not the best uh, <laughs> probably not very deserving to be in formula one and nikita Mazepin. Nikita Mazepin. Um, yeah, they they they're bringing up the rear, the Williams and the Alpine and the Alfa Romeo. Sorry, that's another thing I want to look at. The Alfa Romeo looks significantly more competitive this year, and it, it's no secret, you know, Ferrari have been given, they had the Ferrari engine. They were greatly affected by the Ferrari engine change as well. So now they can, I think we'll see them getting into Q2 a lot more often. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a couple Q3 appearances here and there throughout the season. So that brings up for me, I will be bringing back, I will be bringing back uh, this week, uh, this week in sports kind of kind of thing. So week at week re recap, sports recap. Uh, and the Bahrain GP will definitely be part of it. There's a three week break, slightly annoying, uh, between Bahrain and the Emilia Rotmana Italian Grand Prix, um, but I'll make sure to bring all of it to you as soon as I can. Thank you all for listening and take care.